Hi there, and welcome to The Brave, a podcast all about resilience. I'm your host, Beth and Vincent, and in each episode, we explore a different aspect of resilience, whether that's overcoming particular challenges, great and small, how people deal with risk and adversity, and really how people get that kind of inner grit to carry on when the chips are down, times are getting tough. And I do this through talking to people and having kind of informal interviews where we'll explore a range of topics and also taking a deep dive on my own into particular kind of niches and verticals of resilience as a whole. Now this week I've been interviewing Owen Turner and Owen's story really centres around how do you overcome a period of intense physical trauma which is combined with multiple other different things happening in your life that's almost compounding onto that and it's a really interesting story and Owen tells it in an extremely engaging way. Now I'm not going to hang around, we're just going to cut straight to the interview. I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Owen Turner from United by Design. I'm the MD, founder and creative director. We're a brand and design agency Uh, We work with a whole range of different clients across different sectors um, on communications, marketing and really starting to, I suppose, help either startups or working with larger organisations. So Owen, this is a question I ask everyone who comes on the show really to kick things off, but what does resilience mean to you? It's a big question. Um, I truly think that resilience is about sticking with things, sticking at it, working at it, um, surviving at one end, um, which is quite brutal, I think, but you do have to survive sometimes, um, and sometimes it's you know hanging on the edge, um, but equally it's bouncing back with vigour and you know learning from certain situations to help you spring or move forward through tough times. So... In your experience so far, what has been the biggest challenge you've overcome, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, anything really? I think a few things spring to mind. Uh, The physical absolutely kind of hit me almost 10 years ago, maybe 10, yeah, 11 years ago. I played rugby, have played rugby most of my life, and from a very raw physical perspective I managed to mess up my right leg uh, and ankle probably without losing it thankfully but as well as I could have done you know I broke it I dislocated my ankle Um, I was in A&E and the surgeon said that it was one of the worst dislocations he's ever seen Um, so from a physical perspective that's probably the biggest uh, most difficult thing that I've experienced Um, In context, so rugby, you expect some physicality in that. I've broken my arm and dislocated my arm and smashed it up a little bit when I was about 17 and I was trying to play still whilst I was in my cast. This was very much, I was stopped in my tracks. Um, Equally, as I was laying on the floor on the pitch, I looked up and my wife was stood there. Um, She'd been called... Um, by the guys, and she was two weeks off having our first child. Oh, wow. <laughs> and two weeks before that, um, I'd handed in, well, I'd hand, already handed in my notice uh, from full time employment, but I'd not long set up my own business. So triple whammy. So triple whammy. It's so the physical thing, but equally, 
all of the things around that in one instance, yeah, that kind of hit pretty hard. If you don't mind me asking, like, how did you actually... Like, and what was the actions that led up to the injury? Okay, so we it was the first half of the game, um, about halfway line. I've generally played centre, uh, inside centre, so pretty hard running um, and contact. And, yeah, took the ball, took the contact. I was quite upright, and the the ball had come from a, um, a rook, and so I took it at pace, pretty much stopped... Um, and yeah, got surrounded as you would in a mall situation. Got my leg caught, twisted, and as the mall came down, I yeah, I thought I'd actually broken my leg more than it actually had broken. But the noise and the um, just the feeling of, of breaking something quite significantly, but also the dislocation um, and. I had a reputation for squealing and squeaking on the pitch if certain other things had happened. I mean, I've been knocked out. I've had other injuries, as I mentioned. But apparently I was silent. <laughs> That's when they knew. Yeah, something's and, up yeah, here. <laughs> yeah they, they knew that um, it was pretty horrendous. And they um, stopped, um, cleared the pitch, went and played, carried on the game uh, on another pitch and, yeah, got into an ambulance, um, managed to hammer through all of the gas and air in the ambulance. And, yeah... It was quite traumatic, but yeah, that was probably the most physical um, of an impact that I've had in my life. How long did it take for you to recover? I don't think I've recovered fully. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's been a, an ongoing process in, in all honesty. Um, there was a lot of panic and, um, well, I was just about to have a baby. I knew that I would be um, not able to... Um, I was going to say perform my duties, but be there for my wife and my newborn baby um, to the level that I wanted to be there. And I think still today that kind of irks slightly in my head um, that I kind of not necessarily let Caroline down or um, those around her, but you know I wasn't able to to, to be there as as fully as I could have been. Um, I'd also obviously just set up my business and in the fir- that first month I, I basically earned £75 so I wasn't bringing in the money that you know I wasn't expecting to have been earning a load of money um, but you know I wasn't able to be the uh, major breadwinner as, as you would call me when my wife was taking maternity uh, so yeah it, you know all of these things woven in um, definitely have, have still had an ongoing um, effect. Um, I honestly thought I might not be able to walk again wow. at one point. Um, I had, I've still got a plate in my leg, I've still got pins in my leg and ankle. Um, and, you know, I had to have a secondary uh, operation to take two, three pins out. So, you know, there were, it was quite a long time um, for me to kind of even just get past the operations um, but I was still freelancing over in Leeds so I was hobbling over on crutches so in terms of resilience and getting back to that core of you know there was a need to go and earn money um, I'd started the business so I was getting certain work in but I still needed freelance to come in so I was working for my old agency three days a week and then two days a week but I was going over commuting the same distance as I would normally have walked or run and I had to do it on crutches so yeah you know it, it grit your teeth and get on with it um but you know I was on painkillers and all sorts and 
yeah, just getting through that mentally and physically, it was just, yeah, sometimes it was hell and sometimes there were kind of these moments of just kind of thinking, I'll just give up. Um, but yeah, I thought I didn't ever want to not walk again. So that was, it was breaking it down and just saying, what can I achieve? Um, I didn't know if I'd ever play rugby again, which was like a real passion. You know, when I was at school, it was very much art, you know, kind of getting involved in, in other subjects, but very much art, creativity, technology and sport. I was like sport Billy. Um, so, yeah, it, it was kind of quite devastating in that respect. Um, so my focus was just getting to that point where I could walk, then at some point run and then build up from there. Because I know now, I, I follow you on Instagram, yeah. and I know you do a lot of running now, so you've obviously kind of recovered to the point where you can do that. Did that take a long time and a lot of effort, or was it a waiting game, or did you have to do a lot of physio? Um, I did a bit of physio, but thankfully I was quite physically fit just before I'd broken my leg. In terms of the break and now, there's been some massive ups and downs between actually the psychology of getting back into sport um, I've always used sport as a leveller actually to help with my mental well-being but I didn't realise it I didn't call it or badge it as mental well-being and yeah you know it's taken time and effort um, I still feel very unfit um, I've had a number of goals and kind of, kind of I suppose personal achievements in place to try and get to uh, last year I put a goal in place with a friend from rugby actually um, and it was to run 500 miles didn't think I could ever do it and I did it in a year Wow! which I did it a month to spare actually which surprised me but that, that was digging deep and, and making sure that I kept to a bit of a routine and um, gave myself a little bit of a break when I'm you know, not pushing too hard but yeah it's you know some years I've not really done anything um, you know, two years ago, basically my wife and my best friend turned around to me and said I was drinking too much. And I was slipping, you know, I put on a lot of weight, I was struggling at work, the pressures of life kind of built up. And I, I wasn't running and I wasn't playing rugby and I, wasn't, I didn't have an outlet, which I was used to all the way through my life. Um, as almost the default of getting through things. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and I think the thing with fitness is people kind of assume you do it for, like, an end goal. Like, I'm going to lose whatever amount of weight or I'm going to run a 10K or a half marathon marathon. And actually, the people I know who are really committed to fitness, they don't see it as the end goal in itself. Yeah. It, it's like a tool in the toolbox of life. Yeah. That sounds really cheesy. But... No, but it's true. I think, you know, um, just obviously just going to, to talking about some of the things we were chatting about previous to, to the um, podcast you know through, through um, <clears throat> moving around the first day I came up to Yorkshire well so I went to school in Yorkshire over in Pickering uh, Lady um, it was an amazing day um, it was kind of the height of summer um, I turned up with with my PE bag that was my my tool bag because I knew I was uh, you know okay at sport um, and you know my PE teacher was surprised that I'd even thought about bringing my PE kit. Um, it wasn't the right PE kit, but I knew it was a, a tool 
to just get involved and, and it levelled things and you know they then saw that you know I was willing to get involved um, so yeah it's always been a dropping yourself in and getting stuck into that that kind of environment but yeah you, you've I think it sports fitness there's definitely uh, you know lots of different benefits um, I've never really been you know target focused you know achievement focused um, but I'm definitely competitive and sometimes having that competitive nature helps with you know even just saying get off the sofa go out for a run that's all it needs to just go outside you know put your trainers on that's the win <laughs> you don't actually have to even go for the run go and get changed and then it's just a little bit of that momentum to, to move forward and then you can run just round the block and that's what I started with, with my, uh, from going from having a broken leg to 500 miles. It took almost 10 years. But, you know, and I didn't do it in a, in a day or anything. It's not, you know, I'm not an Eddie Izzard who did it, you know, however many That looked horrible, though. Yeah. He didn't look like he would ever do running again after that, to be honest. No, I mean, it's such an incredible feat. Mm. Um, but there are always going to be inspiring people out there who do crazy stuff. And, you know great sports people but equally you know there are people who are doing the small small bits and I think that actually sometimes that's more inspiring do you think there's a pressure then in our society you know everyone's aiming for this kind of hustle mentality like they want to be on top and on top means that everyone else is below them they want mm. to reach the pinnacle yeah. and do you think that's kind of unsustainable and maybe a bit actually limiting for people Yes, I would say so, just even from my own experiences. Um, there is a massive pressure that you draw along in that net of life um, and you know you sometimes have to let that go. I'm still dealing with the fact that I don't play rugby. Do you not play at all now? No, I've just cancelled my um, subscription to the rugby club, even though I'm so still wanting to be connected to it and I might still play one day. I do miss it, but there are more important things in life. And I've worked out some of those priorities um, and I've had to change. And I don't mind admitting to that, but I will say I miss it. Everyone kind of wants everything now immediately and wants to be perfect. And this is such a pressure I find in society because I know you've posted a lot on social media about mental health and the importance of mental health. So I was wondering if you could talk a bit about your kind of journey with that. I was going to say there's been a bit more of a, a journey to that. I think I've been very privileged to have a supportive family but I think that um, specifically my father kind of ignored a lot of it and just cracked on whereas it's you know in terms of an old-fashioned view it's like but he was never scathing about it it just wasn't talked about just crack on whereas my mum and I had um, probably a little bit more of an open and understanding kind of you know if I had issues or challenges in my day-to-day life you know I'd chat to my mum about it you know, and at the time, people would be like, you chat to your mum? It's like, well, why wouldn't I? And that slight openness, I think some people almost feel that it's kind of, I'm quite, really outgoing, but it's not, not like that. I'm quite shy. And, you know, it's almost an outlet for me to be able to speak openly with people because if they're willing to listen and converse with me, then I'm more than happy to chat about it. So you've spoken about you, you broke and dislocated your legs. So not just one thing, two things. Yep. You've got a wife child on the way started a new venture handed in your notice 
would you have any advice for your former self at this time in life, you know, with the benefit of hindsight now that you could give to yourself or someone undergoing a similar situation? I think absolutely 100% talk more. Um, I wouldn't say foolishly, but I thought I'd spoken to Caroline more about setting up a business and other things around it. Clearly didn't. So I got a bit siloed within my own head. Um, I didn't really necessarily um, think it completely through. (laughs) Um, But I think the only thing I should have really taken on board was maybe a few people saying maybe you shouldn't have played rugby two weeks before your wife having a baby. Potentially. Yeah. (laughs) Again, hit yourself a break. Excuse the pun. (laughs) You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, because you can break yourself by pushing too hard. Yeah. Um, And I, unfortunately, through my competitiveness and maybe just my lust and strike me, somebody said to me that I strive quite hard for things. And I do. That's maybe a bit inbuilt through, through life. Yeah. But I... I definitely think that it's about those baby steps and if you can move forward from your learnings then you're going somewhere um, yeah I'm Owen Turner thank you very much for having me Bethan on the podcast it's been excellent talking to you uh, you can find me on most social media channels I'm under the handle Owen underscore UBD um, also, um, you can check out our work at United by Design, unitedbydesign.co.uk. I think even our old handle of UBD Studio. Um, we're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Um, hit me up. Thank you so much to Owen for coming on the show and taking the time to have a chat with me. I found that a really interesting story and I hope you did too. Now, if you want to follow what we're up to on the podcast in general and kind of what's coming up, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at The Brave Listen. And you can also follow me at Beth and Vincent as well if you want to see more generally what I'm up to. Now, if you enjoy this episode, I'd be really grateful if you could leave a rating and a review. It just lets me know you're enjoying what's going on. And also due to algorithmic things, it highlights the series to other people so that they can explore it and enjoy. And finally, if you're interested in coming on the show, you have a story you want to share. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Please just drop me a DM on Twitter or you can email me at thebrave at bethanvincent.com be really great to hear from you and I'll be back next week in episode number seven.